everyone. Welcome to Real Life Astrology, where we share unique insights using astrology, both professionally and personally. Thanks for joining us as we make astrology not just a scroll and like experience, but an integral part of our daily lives. Um, yeah, this is the cosmic connection that's as real as it gets. I'm only one of your hosts. My name's Andrea. I'm Iris. And I'm Latoya. Yay. Today we will introduce ourselves in our astrology journeys. Then we are going to talk about Pluto moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. So, what question are we starting out with? How would you describe your practice? All right, who wants to take this one first? I'll do it because I I suggested it. Okay, Capricorn Sun, let's do it. Yeah. Also, tell your signs, your three, your main three. Oh, okay. So, hey, my name is Iris. I go by Iris the Bruax. My... (laughs) pronouns are they them Uh, my big three capricorn sun gemini moon libra rising i practice modern tropical astrology Um, i have multiple marginalized identities i'm a black puerto rican person i'm agender i'm queer i'm disabled and those identities inform my astrology Um, I'm also an anarchist, an astrologer, a witch, a psychic, a Reiki practitioner, and a tarot reader. I use whole sign house system. I'm very interested in Chiron, which is a comet, an asteroid, who represents our deepest wounds and greatest spiritual gifts. I like to integrate Reiki with my astrology I like combining magic in astrology, like doing devotional work to the planets. I fuck with mundane astrology a little bit. I like to look at the United States Sibley chart since we have so much chaos always happening here. I would like to expand my astrology knowledge by studying more Hellenistic astrology. And I also want to learn more about herbalism. That was beautiful, Iris. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. I can go next if Andrea if you're not ready yet. Yeah, go for it. All right. So my name's Latoya. I'm Leo Rising, Sun and Gemini, Moon and Scorpio. My practice, I personally love working with creatives, entrepreneurs, artists um, who wants to live their life with the cycles of the stars. I've been studying Hellenistic astrology. Um, it's been a lot of fun understanding the roots of astrology. And I also still, I guess, somewhat practice modern as well. It's just, I'm kind of like going through the transition, I guess you can say. And yeah. I, I like, I don't know, I just kind of, I'm more of an intuitive with my practice as well. So, you know, if I see things, hear things, I'll mention it. Um, and it's funny too, because whenever I do that, it's kind of like, the person ended up saying, man, that was like on point. And I, I would think it's just like a side comment. So I just think it's kind of funny how that works. But yeah, I personally love um, practicing astrology with like my daily life and recording it all and um, incorporating it with my creative process and helping others do the same. Let's see. I also practice tarot and um, I like incorporating that into my practice and helping people get more insight on their own you know relationships their own creative process or just kind of um, yeah their relation to life in general let's see and yeah I've been practicing since 2013 Um, it's been 
lots of fun. I, I like, I just love it. I love astrology. It's really helped me just understand myself more. And my drive is to help other people understand themselves more too. So it's, I guess that's kind of like what I'm going. I'm currently, um, I want to branch more out into electional astrology and eventually foreign astrology. So that would be a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of studying there. Yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at with my practice at the moment. Wonderful. Can I ask you a question, Latoya? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, who are you outside of astrology? Are you a nomad? Are you an artist? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I am a person that loves to travel, currently looking for well, saving and looking for land so that my husband and I can homestead. Um, I am also a soil um, food web consultant. So I love building compost, um, which actually makes me think about, you know, Pluto. I love studying Pluto and how Pluto show up for people. So um, yeah, composting is a big thing for me and growing healthy food, healthy plants, healthy soil, uh, healthy people is my jam. Um, yeah. So we're currently traveling about figuring out you know, we're, I feel like we found our place, but we'll see. Um, and I am also an artist. I love painting. I uh, can't wait to invest more in my techniques, but um, yeah, I love, I love all those things too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Always evolving. Okay. So I'm Andrea. My friends call me Dre. Hi. I am a Western modern tropical astrologer. I specialize in natal charts, transits, and ceremonial astrology. Um, I'm also a stoner. So I like to use uh, astrology to make sure people have the best experiences when it comes to experimenting with plant medicine, like mushrooms or uh, combo or bufa or whatever you fancy. Uh, I'm creating a community called Universal Answers uh, on a Discord. We do lots of ceremonies on there. Uh, you can find Latoya and Iris there as well on top of their other platforms. Um, but yeah, I'm a goddess, I'm an herbalist, I'm a death doula, I'm an all-vibes activist, a reality TV escapism, my sun is Pisces, my moon is in Taurus, and my rising is Leo. Um, I think that's all I have to say. I'm happy to be here with you guys. So am I. This is a lot of fun. I'm excited. Latoya, you said you're a soil what soil food web consultant so i basically tell you what's in your soil biology wise and um what you know what is missing what needs to be there so that your plants can thrive and you can have healthy a healthy ecology going on in the soil um yeah and so my husband and i paired together because he does more of the um, the mineral side of things. And um, yeah, so we help people understand what's in their soil, what's missing and how they can get it back so that they can have healthy soil. Cause a lot of our food that we, you know, have in the markets don't have the nutrition in it because the, the ecology isn't there, the minerals aren't there. And so then we are end up being sick and having autoimmune disease and all these other things that come out from, from that lack in our soil. So my, our mission is to, to help people have healthy soils so that we don't have these diseases um, pervading our lives as much anymore. So big dreams. <laughs>
That's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what sparked your guys's initial interest in astrology, and how did it involve evolve into a passion? Who wants to go? Uh, I can go. Yeah. So what sparked my initial interest in astrology? I I was looking for meaning in life. Um, I came from a Christian family, and so just having the answer of because God said so was just not enough for me. Like I wanted to know who am I? What is my purpose? How can I do that in the best way possible? Um, And whenever I went to university, I had someone come up to me randomly. It was just like, hey, have you heard of Vedic astrology? This basically helps you understand your purpose in life. And I was just like, give me that book, you know, I need to read this, I need to understand this, this is exactly what I was looking for. And um, yeah, it just evolved from there where I I um, picked up this knowledge really quickly and I thought that was really surprising because um, I have trouble like retaining information. Uh, at least that's the story I tell myself until I've learned astrology and um, and then I was able to communicate the information easily to others and in a way that they can apply it to their lives. And so it, that was just like very revealing to me where I was like, oh, this is something maybe I practiced this in my past lives. I don't know, but it's just I can't get enough of it. And I just want to continue to study and help people um, live a good life with this information and not feel in the dark on who they are and, you know, how can they can use their life to the best of their ability. And so, yeah, that really, uh, I guess, just get, gave me meaning in life and passion. That passion just really evolved from there. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it piggybacked with a lot of different things. Like, it helped me want to write more and, and strengthen my writing abilities and speaking and all this stuff. So, astrology is pretty great <laughs> for me. Um, what about y'all? Go ahead, Iris. In my mid-20s, well, in my early and mid-20s, I struggled with drug addiction and mental health challenges. Um, I have bipolar disorder, and back then I wasn't medicated. And um, my life kind of blew up, um, just like everything reached a chaotic climax And I found myself houseless on the street and in shelters for two years. Um, This was like 2014, 2015. And uh, I was able to get a stable job in mental health. I was working on a warm line, which is a phone line people with mental health challenges can call just to like talk to someone and get some emotional support. Um, so in between calls, I started delineating my chart and I was researching specifically my fourth house stellium, which is in Capricorn. And I was just amazed by how accurate it was. Like, I wish the website that I was using was still alive on the internet, but it closed a while ago. But the person who made that website was like, they were really good at what they were doing. Um, But yeah, just like reading about my fourth house stellium, just like all of the chaos that was my childhood, like the abuse and the trauma 
and the deprivation and like not having affection and all of it was just so accurate. And I was like, wow, astrology is undeniable. And I kept researching my chart and I started looking at the charts of other people I knew. And just the more I did that, the more it seemed clear that astrology wasn't just like a pseudoscience, but actually like had integrity to it. Definitely. Thank you for sharing. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, My journey uh, started in 2016 when my dad died spontaneously and randomly. And I had to move out of Oregon, which was my super happy place, back to California to take care of my mom, uh, which is not like the best environment for me. And so I went to my favorite beach in California and tripped on some mushrooms and uh, had a really deep conversation with this inner voice that I've never heard before. Um, And looking back at my transits, I think it was Jupiter because like Jupiter was conjunct my sun, like sextiling Venus. Mm. And it was just like, Andrea, like, tell me what you believe in. And I was like, well, I believe in myself. And then it was like, well, what else? And I was like, "Um, I believe in the universe. And then the voice was like, okay, tell me about the universe. And I had nothing to say because I didn't know. And um, so when I went home to, like, research the universe, like, I found astronomy and then I found astrology. And then I found, like, my first teacher. Um, And that's practicing astrology and looking at my chart and I saw my chart in a way where it was like I could be this like (laughs) you know like there are parts of me like within this birth chart that I know is within me but I haven't awakened yet and this is giving me the confidence to awaken and so finding the answers within myself helped me find the answers like Latoya was saying in her story that she was looking for, that I was looking for, that Iris was looking for, you know, Mm -hmm. there's like a huge theme here. And that was a huge and still is a huge um, tool within my grieving, healing experience. So fuck yeah, astrology. We love you. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Yeah, man. I like it. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that was good, guys. Okay, should we move on to the next question? Yeah. Yeah, what is it? All right, take us back to the moment when you realized astrology was more than just a hobby, that it was a calling. Iris, you want to go? Sure. So I don't really remember a sudden moment. I didn't have like an epiphany, at least I don't think so. It's more just been like a gradual inner knowing. Every time I read for other people, I feel happiness and I feel this sense of rightness, like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's my confirmation that astrology is a life purpose for me and something for me to continue pursuing seriously. Yeah. Nice. 
I love that. I feel that. Uh, did you want to go next, Andrea? So I was practicing astrology like uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, and then COVID happened like 2020, right? Maybe, yeah. yeah. COVID <laughs> happened 2020, oh and yeah, dude, <laughs> BC. And uh, I stopped doing astrology, like I closed my doors. Um, I wasn't accepting clients or readings. Like I was scared. I was scared. And so like, how was I supposed to comfort my clientele if I didn't even feel safe, like within this pandemic? Like I have nothing good to say. Nothing good is coming <laughs> within mm -hmm. 2020 when it comes to transits. Like at least I couldn't see, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I closed my doors and that whole entire year, if not every day, definitely every other day, I would get reminders on like, why aren't you doing this? Or like, and that's just like people reaching out or like meeting strangers. And then they all of a sudden like start talking astrology with me. And I didn't even like start the topic. Um, and that's just like, yeah, just pretty much, I guess, community without knowing it. Just like believing, keep on believing in me and keep reminding me like, hey, even though you're not doing this, we know you're going to start again soon and we're waiting, you know? Wow. So the pandemic really helped me understand that, like, this is more than a hobby. Like, this is my life calling. And, um, you know, that's when I really started to put down, like, morals and values and ethics when it came to my practice and um, more, like, seriousness behind my practice um and then i reopened and here we are yay i'm glad <laughs> yeah me too thank you so important love it thank you both i'm seeing um seeing a thread there where um between us three and my story or us two and then my story um so like for me i i kept trying to reject it um because like i although I did love it and I thought um, it was a great thing and I was gifted at giving readings and helping astrology relate to people's lives in a tangible way. I just felt, I just had had this voice in my head that told me like I couldn't make it work. And so I just kept trying to reject it, especially while on my internship in Haiti. <clears throat> but I realized I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop studying it and reading and, and just getting my hands on anything that I could learn. Um, and so, yeah, just eventually I, I started noticing like every night when I went to sleep, the moon was shining on my head. And eventually like over the years, I was just became more curious about moon magic and like, oh, how, how could that be incorporated with astrology and just like asking these questions. And then eventually, um, I was just like, I'm going to start a blog. I don't know where this is going to go. I just need, like, I felt like the more I read, the more I consumed, like, more information I consumed, the more of, like, a balloon I became. And I felt like I was going to burst. And, um, and especially, like, while in Haiti, like, I was isolated most of the time, um, just, like, helping out with, you know, um, with the foundation and building up their soul analysis protocol. But I was, like, for the most, most part alone. So I was, like, reading a lot. And after being there and being back in the U.S., I, eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to start this blog. 
and I started it. I enjoyed writing about, you know, astrology and, um, and it helped build my confidence in writing, even though I don't think I'm like the best writer. It, it just, I don't know. I have a love for it, yeah. for writing and, oh, thank you. And, uh, and enjoyed it. And it just helped over time build confidence with it. And people were starting to respond to it as well. And um, yeah, I don't know, like, like how Iris is saying, it's just like the feeling I get when I'm engaged with this work. Um, it just makes me feel so good. And um, and like what you were saying, Andrea, people continue to respond. And like the way they responded to my work, it just made me feel like, okay, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm getting responses from people and new opportunities to do certain things, like obviously there's something here and I shouldn't give it up because I have this voice in my head that says like, you're not gonna be able to make something from it. You know what I mean? Well, here I am doing all the things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, definitely more than a hobby. It's a calling for sure. I'm glad that you mentioned moon magic because I wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you guys, do you practice magic? Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. And it, it actually, I recently started taking it more seriously uh, when my Saturn return began, uh, which is mm. my Saturn's in the eighth. And um, man, that really, I feel like that really has helped us get through a really rough patch in our life. Um, my husband and I had lost our jobs or got rid of it thinking we would have another opportunity and so I just started doing spell work I was just like okay I have to like figure out something especially the psychic was saying like I have this drawer open that I don't want to engage with um and it has to do with magic and I was like dude I don't want I'm scared my family told me don't look at it don't do it you know so I have all these like fears around it but I honestly believe because I started practicing and, and just working with my, like getting curious with my ancestry and all that, um, it's really carried us through like a very difficult part of our life and marriage and all of this. So yes, I do practice <laughs> and I do much very believe in its ability to, to make things happen, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely practice astro magic. Um, I think with, I mean, I feel like almost everything I do, I incorporate the planets. And I think the biggest thing for me is just like talking to them and acknowledging them. Like I've been mm -hmm. talking to Saturn a lot um, just because I'm going through my Saturn return right now. Saturn and Pisces, what's up? Mm -hmm. And um, I've just been like talking to him a lot and being like, okay, Saturn, like I'm, I'm giving up meat like for 2024. And oh, wow. Our, well, I'm eating fish, so I'm doing pescatarian. And um, so, like, I told him, I'm like, this is for you, dude. So I'm going to watch for those rewards. Like, I, this is self-discipline, you know. This is the highest form of self-love. I'm taking care of myself the way you want me to. So I'm, I'm waiting mm -hmm. for those rewards. Just, like, simple things like that, you know. Yeah, I like that. It could be as simple as communicating and um daily practices or a huge uh, huge ritual <laughs> dressed up and all could be either or love that what about you Ira? um yeah I practice magic I've been practicing magic since I was a kid 
Like mm -hmm. I used to read books about witchcraft and Wiccan and I used to tell people in grade school that I was a witch. I mean, witch is a really pejorative term. Like wow. his, historically, it's like, it's like calling someone a slut. Like it's not meant to be taken in a nice way. Right. Um, but I think that um, like I definitely, I like the term to describe myself um witch or brew x um i feel like it, i'm like taking back that word um the same way that like i think people taking back the word slut is cool um or whatever uh, and i definitely come from lineages of magical practitioners i don't know if my family would necessarily like my ancestors would necessarily call themselves witches because of its history as being derogatory, but like they were, I definitely come from people who practice magic. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like practicing magic keeps me connected to my ancestors and like my divine purpose. And I definitely like blend uh, witchcraft with astrology. Like, uh, I have Andrew, my partner, elect charts for me to do spells and rituals, oh, cool. like, because he's really good at electing charts because he studied a lot of Hellenistic astrology. So, like, I can tell him that I want to do a ritual to, like, you know, do protective wards on the apartment. And he tells me when's a good time to do that. And then I use that chart. Right. Like, that's that's actually something I just did recently. I did protective wards on the house and like did a ritual. Um, but yeah, I love, I fucking love magic. It's, it's amazing. How, yeah. What is it like being in partnership with another astrologer? That's, that must be, I don't know. Do y'all have like discussions or, or debates? Every about astrologer's dream. Yeah, like, well, like I, system or <laughs> I would say I would say our biggest um like our biggest like thing we disagree about is fate uh mm. versus free will. Right. Because Andrew will be like, no, everything is faded. Like right. it's all faded. It's and I'm like right. yep. I'm like, no, like it has to be a combination. There's like there's some amount nice. of agency and free will, but also things are faded. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's interesting. We do talk about astrology a lot and we do like, we do work with each other. Like mm -hmm. I've had, I've, I've been like interpreting someone's chart and I've been like, Andrew, like, come look at this chart and tell me what you see. Um, again, because like he's a, uh, traditional astrologer and I don't have education in that as much as he does so like mm -hmm. he has a different way of looking at charts than I do which right. is really helpful um and like vice versa too like I look at charts differently right that's cool I like that yeah I'm still I'm wrestling um uh, fate and free will in my mind um currently <laughs> and like what is yeah what is it really because I always like to say and I think I got this from Carl Jung um that we really don't have free will unless you are aware of your subconscious I'm, I'm paraphrasing right. um so 
yeah, like, I'm still, like, kind of, like, wrestling with that, because, like, you can just be acting out your patterns and the things that, um, yeah, you associate with, and not really are free, but that is really interesting, you know, to have a partner that's an astrologer and just seeing yeah, that cool. practice. One, uh, I feel like we have multiple spiritual awakenings, and uh, I had one, like, I had a couple last year, but one of them, uh, it showed me that destiny is accepting the patterns we were born with, and free will is changing them. I said it definitely more elegantly in my (laughs) spiritual posters that I make. I'll find it, but... I'll send it to Andrew. I like that. I like that Carl Jung quote you brought up, LaToya. I think that's really interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of modern philosophers, like academic philosophers, um, they, they're compatibilists. So that's just like compatibilism is this idea that there's free will and there's also things that are fated and outside Mm -hmm. of our control. So I think that's an interesting fact. Yeah, because, sorry, I'm getting excited because I mean, going through my Saturn return, like I saw what was coming up and I was like, no, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to work around it. And then you don't. And then you don't. And I'm just oh like, really? Are you serious right now? This is not Dude, funny. that's the Why most frustrating part. <laughs> that is the most frustrating part in my Saturn return right now. Like, I see it, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm that not. is old Andrea. And then right. I fucking do it in a different way. Right. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. What is this? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm still wrestling with it. <laughs> oh, so silly. That's awesome. We should definitely do a whole episode on destiny and will and free will because that's a whole conversation that is ongoing. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And it and it begs important questions about how we work with clients. Because mm-hmm. if you believe everything is faded, then how are you empowering your clients to like make choices that take care of themselves or in their like in alignment with their best interests right dun 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 till the next (laughs) such a good question Mm -hmm. i'm like writing this down cool can you hear me typing yeah (laughs) one of her greatest strengths (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you I was trying to be sneaky, but okay. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to type it away. Um, let's see. What is the next question? Is that the next one? Oh, okay. Next question. Uh, share a memorable experience where astrology played a pivotal role in your personal life journey. Um, okay, I'll jump in. Uh, so I started reading charts on Collagenist because that's the default for every app that you use. Uh, and uh, so my like weird sandwich of Mars conjunct Saturn conjunct Mercury was all in the seventh house. 
Uh, but now with whole sign, only Mars and Saturn is in Pisces uh, in the 8th. And then just Mercury is in Aquarius in the 7th. But mm -hmm. anyway, so when I was reading uh, Plagidus, I was like, uh, this really helped me be accounted for when it came to being in partnership um, and forgetting all my wants and own needs and morphing myself into my partner and morphing my wants and needs as their wants and needs very piscean mm -hmm. and also like there's like almost everything is aspecting the sandwich in my chart mars saturn uh, mercury and so because of the awareness i had with this placement i started dabbling in polyamory uh because polyamory is way more than just like fucking whoever you want it's about keeping accountability for your wants and needs and understanding your independence in a way that no no one or nothing can weigh it um so this means a lot of alone time and making sure that you can communicate with yourself on who you are what you want and what you need so you can communicate with your different partners mm -hmm. and um i think like looking at my chart you would see like no man you can't do that like you're not built for polyamory like right. like yeah that's not gonna work but that's the medicine i found in challenging myself to become my higher self and i could never go back to monogamy like knowing what i know now about myself because i practice polyamory and like that is because of astrology you know i would never have done i would have never practiced polyamory without reading my chart the way i uh, was learning from it as you do as a beginner and throughout your whole entire process you know yeah that's that's really interesting wow i like that i feel like my chart would be like no 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 <laughs> Yeah, and like you know, this this medicine is not for everyone. Like, right. this is yeah. just, you know, so don't think you have to know. Exactly. <laughs> it's like my super Plutonian chart. I'm like, um, <clears throat> I am the one and the only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I own a piece of you, and you own a piece of me. Right. And if you put this somewhere else, no, I was gonna all these ultimatums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, so we'll be able to look at other people's charts and be like, oh, have you tried doing this? Because you keep having these issues in your partnerships and um, this might be the solution. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Iris, do you have something? Do you have a memory, a memorable experience? Um, I already mentioned it. Uh, oh. I met my partner Andrew in astrology school so Ooh. which is also how I met Dre we all went to yeah, yeah. the Portland School of Astrology in 2021 Aww. and me, we were part of an online cohort and me and Andrew met through there we were just like classmates and one day we started talking about crystals and then you know eventually I moved to Portland to be with him. So it, without astrology, that wouldn't have happened, you know, and like my relationship with Andrew is 
the first healthy relationship I've had as an adult. And it's a very loving relationship and I'm very grateful for it every day of my life. And that's thanks to astrology. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that so much. I love love. Um, yeah, I don't know. The only thing I could think about that's been really pivotal, pivotal, pivotal um, is that astrology has given me something that I am passionate about to write about, I guess. Um, because uh, I mean, I've always liked writing, um, journaling, all the things. Um, but when I was in school and I never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I am like dyslexic and all the things, um, I had some learning disabilities and, um, and then I look in my chart and I have Mercury in the 12th and cancer. Um, and so that is ruled by a fallen moon in Scorpio. And so I was just kind of like, oh, that's where, you know, at least that's one of the indicators that, you know reflects my life challenges and um yeah I should write I should write about you know the spiritual and astrology and all these things and that will help bring it more to my conscious mind than the subconscious in the 12th house and um strengthen that that muscle that mercury that has this ability to yeah just change my life because it is like my uh chart depositor as well and so um yeah I guess like my because like in uh college like my teacher was like oh you must have like this this would be a really good paper if you had you know good grammar and all these things and that that just like destroyed me I was just kind of like oh my god I would have had like an A plus you know and I never really cared about grades but I just remember that moment that it just like made me cry so much and I was just like holy crap and I don't know and then like learning astrology was like oh maybe I could just like practice writing with this and um and then from that that has like opened up so many opportunities for me um with work and connections and friends and um yeah so it just I guess it really has changed my life because it it's a big part of like what I do um work-wise and um yeah opening up so much so much for me and my experiences in life yeah so relatable yeah Oh, I'm having so much fun. I think that we can combine the next two questions. And that is, what challenges did you face when you started to offer readings? And also, like, reflecting on the first time you received payment for uh, your services. <laughs> I think I have an answer. But you want to go first? Iris, are you ready? Yeah. So... Uh, I, so I'm a really Saturnian person. Like I already mentioned this, but my stellium is in my fourth house of Capricorn. Um, my chart ruler is Venus in Capricorn, like Saturn owns my ass. And <laughs> like, I get really fixated on like doing things the right way sometimes and being a perfectionist. So, like, I took that energy into the way I thought about readings at first, and I got really concerned with if my interpretations would be right. Um, and I realized through having conversations with people about their charts that 
what's most important is that I'm having a dialogue with people and we're co-creating this conversation. And I'm not just talking at someone, but I'm listening to their own wisdom and input. And we're Mm -hmm. like navigating this information together. Um, And that I'm not always going to be right. And that's okay because, you know, I'm not perfect and no one is perfect. And like this, this is the best way to honor a client's insight and their own personal agency. Mm. Yeah. Um, And then in terms of payment. So for a long time, I just, you know, I was giving readings for free to my friends and stuff. Um, My best friend who... I've known since second grade is the first person to give me payment for a reading. She's a high school teacher and she was talking to her students about astrology and they got excited and she told them that I'm an astrologer and she asked me to interpret the charts of two students who were very interested in astrology and were really excited about that conversation um and it felt really good to do something that i love and also to provide a language for young people to make sense of themselves and like uh, my friend teaches uh art in high school and she said that one of the students i interpreted for ended up making like her art projects around astrology which i thought was really sweet that is very sweet oh Babies. Well, I guess they're not babies, but yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> still babies. Babies. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's awesome. What about you, Lakota? Oh, um, describe it. So <laughs> the first thought that came to mind, um, <clears throat> of releasing my offers was really hard for me. Um, because mm. I felt like is this right? Am I wrong? Am I qualified? Does it matter? You know, just like all these things I had trouble with. And then I finally did. And I was a part of this like coaching program. And we were like partnered up with people. Um, And so I was just like, okay, I finally released this thing. And it was doing really well. And, you know, it was just like writing, reading, uh, I was email had email readings. That's what I started off with because I didn't want to do video. I was mm-hmm. nervous. I didn't, you know, talking with people, um, especially if it's from afar. Like I don't know these people because for a while I was just doing free readings for friends. And so, yeah. So I started releasing email readings, and um, I was paired up with this person who eventually told me that they like basically stole my service and like with the same name and everything. And I just felt so, and that's where I'm like super Plutonian where I'm like, wow, that's like the ultimate betrayal. And like, so said it to my face. I didn't realize it. And I was just like, how to like process it and how to go back to her and notice like, oh, she deleted the whole message, like telling me that she like stole my service and whatnot. Um, and so, like, for me, it was just kind of, like, my first experience, I guess, with, um, yeah, just being in business and, like, people that you think are your friends, like, end up, like, just taking your stuff and um, acting like, I don't know, like, nothing happened. 
And I had another friend that like ended up telling me like, oh no, you got to do something about that. But yeah, that was a really big challenge for me. Um, another challenge that I had to overcome. So yeah, I had, um, sorry, I'm like over, hopefully I'm not oversharing. No, but no, you're not. Yeah, a lot of my Pluto stuff wants to come up, I guess. Um, another difficult thing I had to overcome was I had given a, a reading to a friend that was going through a, a really hard time. And I saw it in her chart. And I, you know, was like reassuring her like, hey, you know, this, this is a very difficult transit. And just remember, like, you're not literally dying, like you're just transforming and like, just do my best to like reassure her. And then uh, to find out, like, months later, um, she ended up killing herself. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was just like, holy crap. And it was just a recorded video because I was still, like, getting over the hump of, like, doing video calls and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so that really showed me, like, no, I can't just do uh, emails or pre-recorded readings for people especially if it's a difficult transit like I need them to be on the call um so that was something I'm still like kind of like oh man this is the part where being an astrologer is not always fun it's like a real responsibility and you know there's nothing that I could have done you know I've done the best that I could then you know but that was like her decision but it was just still very hard to deal with um And then I received payment for a reading. Oh, I was so excited with this because I wasn't really offering um, readings for payment or I wasn't really thinking about it until like someone um, emailed me from my blog and they're like, I want a reading and I want to pay you for it. And so that was really cool. That that showed me, I think this is like 2019 or something like that. And that showed me like, oh, I can like, I can be paid for this and basically people can pay for my books that I'm reading and <laughs> and all the things that I'm consuming to to eventually share with others. Um, so I thought that was really neat. Yeah, when I first started giving readings, oh man, I was the same thing as LaToya. Like I didn't want to do recordings or live readings uh, because I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, I didn't want to be wrong, like Iris was saying. So I wrote everything down and then would print it out and mail it to them. And then mm-hmm. they'd be like 10 papers of just like <laughs> your chart reading. And it took me like weeks to do it. But yeah. that was like a huge part of my study too because. I saved all of the charts that I did and like eventually like I had notes for like uh, Pluto in every sign or Saturn in every house and what that means and like I still have them today and I'm always um, like you know changing it or adding something you know Mm -hmm. Um, but again like it took me weeks just to do one chart reading because I was writing everything out um and then yeah I I sent like one of those books to someone I used to work with at uh, a grocery store like one of my first jobs ever 
and uh, she sent me back two hundred dollars, and I was like, "Damn, what the uh, fuck? Uh, <laughs> that's awesome!" And I was like, "You would pay two hundred dollars for this?" And she's like, "Dude, I wish I could pay more." And I was like, oh "I don't God. even know you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, so I, that gave me the confidence to stop like writing these books and to just like you know like study I mean I still like would study someone's chart for three hours and then give them a reading for an hour you know mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's not like that now <laughs> I feel like I'm actually better at my live readings than my studied readings because I feel like I overthink my studied readings now and my live readings are just like blah 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 like channel 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 you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah and then I got that $200 and then a week later my friend who founded Glowing Goddess Getaway uh, which is like just a community of women who get together and smoke weed and do spiritual stuff um she was like hey I'm doing Glowing Goddess Getaway, and you're going to be our astrologer. And I was like, I'm not ready. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's funny. And then I went to my first Glowing Goddess Getaway, and I'm not going to lie, like, I made a lot of mistakes. I was really open about my education in astrology, and I only took donations for what I was doing. Um, but don't I learned so much and I had so much fun and like people were giving me great feedback even if it was like uh you know like a little bit of like criticism like I was on my laptop like looking through the notes that I've created for the books that I was creating for um the written readings I was doing so it took me a while to like you know answer uh, the readings that I was doing, the live readings that I was doing, but it was definitely a pivotal moment in my in my practice, and um, still to this day, I am the official astrologer for Glowing Goddess Getaway, so it's pretty dope. I love it. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah. Do you want to transition yeah. to Pluto? What? Do, how do you guys feel? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about Pluto. Yeah, Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk one of my favorites for sure yeah so pluto has been in capricorn for a while now since 2008 i can't remember the exact month but pluto is going to be moving into aquarius on january 20th and we had a snapshot of what that was like last year from may to june pluto was in aquarius and uh pluto stays in a sign for 20 years so pluto is going to be in aquarius for a while till 2044 what is your guys's experience with pluto and capricorn like what have you experienced personally with that <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're super Capricorn over here. Yeah, we got all the stories. Tell us, tell us. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, like, <laughs> so, like, in 2008. 
Pluto in Capricorn is in my fourth house. So I had Pluto making contact with my sun, my Uranus, my Neptune, my Venus, my Saturn, my North Node. And I would just say that it's been very tumultuous. Um, I moved from the Midwest to California at 18. Um, I moved to the Bay Area and I moved over 10 times while living in the Bay Area. And a lot of the moves were very Uranian, like, and Plutonian, like very last minute, um, chaotic, stressful, not fun. Um, I come, something that I've alluded to before, I come from a very abusive and unhealthy family. So during this time, I like left home to find myself. <laughs> and um, also during this time, I reconnected to family. And I also became estranged to family as well. Mm -hmm. um, I've been an anarchist since I was a teenager. But I became more radicalized living in the Bay Area. And I participated in like leftist organizing and mutual aid. Um, another Plutonian thing, uh, during this time, I was confronting my childhood trauma. So making, like Latoya said earlier, like making the subconscious conscious. Um, so I'm not like a puppet to my own, like maladaptive patterns um i was sexually abused by an adult cousin um and that was something that like that's something like that still impacts me as a 33 year old and um just like i i had that that happened when i was a kid but it was a repressed memory and it came back to me when i was like 20 um, so like very Plutonian, like it was in the deep recesses of my mind and soul mm. and then just like came out. So yeah, Pluto, <laughs> Pluto is a lot. Yeah, man. Oh man, that Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like as hard as that is, it's pretty amazing as well. Yeah, like understanding what went on through this long, long, long transit. Mm -hmm. And you said that you, you've gotten therapy through this too. Oh, yeah. I've been going to therapy since I was a kid. Like I've 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 had a lot of therapy and um, I've had a lot of good experiences with therapy. I've had some bad ones, too, but I've had good therapists. That's good. It's a blessing. So yeah, it's a through this. Sorry, look like go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, with any like major Pluto transits therapy, it's definitely needed because Pluto does unearth memories that we suppress, like Iris was saying. And it's sometimes hard to deal with, especially when you're an adult and you got bills to pay and <laughs> you gotta act like you're so what coherent and then all this memories come up and um, dysregulates your, you know, nervous system and all this so you need someone yeah so iris it's okay if you can't answer this right now but 
like what do you think is a good mantra or affirmation with your Pluto and Capricorn experience there's a I don't know if I'm answering your question but this is what your question made me think of so I've been working with the Greek goddess Hecate and she's the goddess of witches and the dark moon she's pretty popular you know like most Greek goddesses are um but one of her epithets is eater of filth and um you can like give her the things that you don't want or like the toxic things the things that are disgusting and um i think you could work with pluto in that way Mm -hmm. like giving pluto the things that are disgusting or are like challenging um like giving pluto your addictions or um yeah like giving pluto like your your trauma um i think that's a way that people can work with pluto Mm -hmm. yeah surrendering it instead of protecting it and thinking it's a part of you of over identifying with the, with your trauma, just realizing it happened to you, and you don't have to keep playing out the tape. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Latoya? I can go. You can go. Um. Yeah, you can. Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious about your story. <laughs> okay. So in 2008, no, I'm just kidding. No, like my <laughs> In 2008, I was in eighth fucking grade. Wow, <laughs> and, baby, Andre. And actually, like that year was terrible. Like, uh, oh. my parents were restaurant owners. They owned two restaurants in the town we lived in. And by 2009, both of them were closed because you know the economy like blew the fuck up. And um, my mom also had a heart attack and she was like in her early 40s just because of all the stress with the economy and like closing down her restaurants. Um, And so that's like a huge core memory of mine. And then also in that year, my Oma, which is grandma in Dutch, passed away and she raised me uh, because my parents were, you know, running restaurants. And so, like, yeah, but we had to, like, downsize and, like, sell hella shit. And um, my family was really uh, affected by the economy collapsing. And so, like, that was cool. I mean, like, obviously it wasn't cool. But, like, reflecting upon it is kind of cool because with astrology in mind, it's because, like, that's, like during this whole time, like I was finding myself like Pluto and Capricorn's in my sixth house. And so I was like literally learning how to be human from the ground up um, Mm -hmm. during this whole time. And just like finding like resources um, within myself so that I can use resources outside of myself when it comes to like being of service to myself and to others. And just like really understanding like how my data, how I want my day to day to go. And, um, you know, during that time, I've lost 
a lot of people to uh in like crazy weird accidents mm. and i think like that is just a reminder of like how to take care of myself and like in a health way and how to fill up my cup and to use like their life experience to enhance mine and um yeah pluto capricorn sixth house i would just say that's learning to be human mm. yeah it's mine's my experience is similar to yours obviously leo rising yeah, we're both leo rising yeah yeah and so it's been my sixth house when i was 15 and ingressed in my sixth house and yeah, the things that are kind of are coming to mind because the sixth house is also the is a hidden house from the first, so it's like in the dark, you know. So I'm kind of like, oh yeah, what happened? It wasn't like always in the face, but it was definitely you know going on. Uh, things were going on. So I'm trying to think about, yeah, my relationship to my body. Um, you know, I was in sports. Uh, I think I probably was deciding to quit sports or I was playing sports around that time. And it was like a good escape from like my dysfunctional household <laughs> that was, you know, I was dealing with. And then, um, yeah, I and mean, I guess like over time, uh, I was learning about the body and just like what my body needs, watching my grandfather go through his illness with diabetes and, and all of that has been really impactful on me and like figuring out like how to feed my body and what it, you know, what it's asking for. Um, and so like learning about soil and composting and, and um, how things work in cycles and then you can't, you can't like work outside of the cycle or you're going to get destroyed by, you know, natural consequences of that. And uh, I think that that's how Pluto is really like impacting me. It's just like really, learning about the physical body, how I treat my body, um, if I don't feed it the right foods, if I keep myself up, you know, you're going to have anxiety, your, your, stuff, your brain's not going to work, you know, function right, um, you're going to act out, um, you're going to feel ungrounded. Yeah, so I think, I think that's kind of like how it played out for me. Like, I didn't have like, um, I can't think of like any kind of like core memory other than my grandfather having diabetes and how it yeah. impacted over time was really um, triggering for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool having a friend who shares the same rising sign because <laughs> it reassures you that you're not crazy. Right. Yeah. It's like, is this anything in this nature is happening with you? Like, oh, yeah. But in this way, <laughs> for yeah. sure. It's been a journey. Hmm. Pluto and Aquarius, January 20th, 2024. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like Iris was saying, we had a taste of this last year for, I want to say, three months. What themes did you see? And what what do you think is going to continue, I guess? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to make me a marriage counselor of some sort. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Pluto and Aquarius going through my seventh. 
Oh, I think it's maybe you'll be... be doing a lot of like synastry and composite readings. For I people. think so. Oh God, I really think so because it's not my favorite. All... No, it's not mine either. And <laughs> that is all I see. I just see the nastiness, the gunk of people's relationships, and I'm just kind of like, do you not see how that person's eye just? whatever you know like the, seeing all the non-verbal communication between partners and I'm just kind of like what is that right what is that that's scary or like or I would have like clients randomly like within those three months I had so many clients come to me and say I'm having an affair I'm thinking about having an affair oh wow I am yeah like it just kind of like I want a divorce I've been with this marriage for this amount of time and he's not doing anything. And I'm just kind of like, why is this all coming? And it just triggers me because like I came from a family of cheaters and like, I was just like in that, you know, constant fighting because so-and-so slept with so-and-so. And And I'm just kind of like, what in the world? Like you're supposed to be, what is happening right now? So like, that's all, like I suppressed all of those things and it's all coming in my face through clients through what I'm seeing on other wow. people. And then I'm getting all paranoid, like looking at my husband and I'm like, there's nothing happening there. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and I'm like, Pluto, don't do this right now. I have enough on my plate. Yeah, so right. I just think towards the end of this transit, I might end up being some kind of like marriage counselor, astrologer, or just doing comp- more, yeah, synastry, composite charts or something. Uh, we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens yeah when when uh, um I'm in primary partnership I, I tell my partner like hey like this aspect is coming up through this amount of time um and we gotta make sure that our communication is good and like blah 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 and he was really good at that type of stuff like and if he saw me like popping up off he'd be like is this happening and I'm like uh yeah yeah, yes. it is. Let me, let me do some breathing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Good job. Good job for saving. <laughs> Good job, Lucy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a lot more of that because this is going to be 20 that's years of this. 20 years. I'm so nervous. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's, I hope so. The awareness okay. of your nervousness is going to be an outlet of preventing what you're scared of you know yeah that's true I'll remember that that's good yeah yeah Pluto and Aquarius is also in my seventh again because you know Latoya and I are Leo rising so but it's showing up for me as like I'm hearing people a lot more uh openly in like a way where when people tell me who they are, I'm like, oh, got it. Like, like, oh, like you're a manipulator or, oh, like you are like scared of leadership and you're in leadership or like, mm. oh, you're a narcissist. Got it. Like, <clears throat> yeah, within those three months, like I was seeing the red flags within my one-to-one relationships and having better tools to navigate 
those types because everyone has red flags right you just gotta like decide which ones are worth navigating through or like deleting completely um and so I've gotten a lot better at navigating my relationships knowing those red flags because they've told me with their own mouth um and then also following through with my own boundaries and my own promises when it comes to energy exchange. Mm. And um, also I would say like being more mindful on how I'm showing up in community. Community is like a big thing for me. Um, I, I'm a community builder. Um, and so I wear like many different hats in different communities to like help the whole community thrive. And so just like the way I show up in community um, is more like prominent uh, than it has been in the past. So like not just like showing up in community and like trauma dumping all the time, like maybe like breathing it out and then going into community and like being a space for others to trauma dump. I'm not saying that like always happens, but you know. Um, but yeah, that's my experience with Luna Aquarius so far. If I get married, if I get married during my Saturn return with this Pluto and Aquarius, I'm gonna be pissed. Like that would be so dumb. <laughs> that would be so dumb. Do you think that's likely to happen though? I don't. Uh, yeah, is that possible? I guess. I don't know. When, Are you, I don't know. When you fall in love, do you get impulsive? Are you like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Venus and uh, Aries, dude. You have oh. Venus and Aries? <laughs> you might get married. You might I know. Married. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Uh -huh. I'm not. You'll be carrying that chart forever. No, I'm scared. <laughs> That's great. Aww. <laughs> well, for me with Pluto and Aquarius, that's my fifth house. Um, I don't really remember what was going on with my life. Like, I feel like Pluto was in Aquarius only for two months last year. So it wasn't like enough time to see like what the energy is really going to be like, at least for me. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm down for some Plutonian transformation and like my self-expression and like my artistic hobbies. Um, I'm down for good Plutonian sex. Hey. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm down for it. I I'm glad that Pluto is moving out of my fourth. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Oh my gosh. Get yeah. out of there. Amen. Yeah. We want to. What about like society? Like. Yeah, man. Society. Society? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Talk about I anarchy. Society Let's go. is ready. Yeah. I think um, society, like I think like people are starting to understand like I think Pluto and Capricorn people are like 
my vote doesn't count. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. But I think Pluto and Aquarius, it's like, it's like really understanding the domino effect. Like, sure, Mm -hmm. I'm a grain of sand, but like, I'm going to do something. So I might as well vote, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, huh? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I disagree with Dre. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think that, like, I think mundane-wise, we've already seen Pluto into Aquarius vibes because mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing, like, increased empathy and worldwide solidarity with the genocides happening in Palestine and Sudan and Congo. Um I think more people are going to become like as people witness suffering happen worldwide on on their phones, on their technology, they're going to become more about the people and liberation and more anti-government. I see I feel like people are going to become more disillusioned. Um, I think there's going to be more like general strikes and more labor movement stuff. Yeah. And then we did see, I should say this, personally, I didn't really pick up on Pluto and Aquarius, but societally, we did get chat GPT um, during Mm -hmm. its transit last year. So I think we're just going to see more AI stuff, the ethics of AI, like Mm -hmm. the 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 merging to of reality and fantasy where we can't even tell the difference between what is tech generated and what's real and also like the government's using advances in technology to surveil us and oppress us Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i agree iris i think the voting analogy was probably the wrong thing but i agree i think people are going to understand that their little notion it is going to create a big wave right that they can make waves yeah because like the last time that pluto was in aquarius we had uh america recently declared independence uh, from britain damn we had french revolution oh Um, yeah yeah the age of enlightenment that's been going on for since the 17th and 18th century so it's been a while in europe and other countries but yeah i just see another iteration of that um you know people are <laughs> we're being taxed out the you know the ass again um so yeah. people are just going to be really fed up um and and definitely more strikes more fighting back more um yeah we're, we're gonna want more independence and you know, I don't want a war to break out for us, apparently. And of course, and yeah, we're observing wars worldwide as well. And so that is definitely feeding into our collective mind. But uh, I just definitely see more of that. And then what Uranus and Gemini, um, that transit, even though, you know, that's not Pluto and Aquarius, but that was, um, what was it, World War II? Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we in prime time for fighting back with forces that have been oppressing us. And um, I'm really nervous to see how things uh, play out. But um, also, I'm really excited for, yeah, for us to be like, no, we want freedom. Like, we don't, we don't need to put up with 
this anymore. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Hey, we'll see. I have a question about Pluto and Aquarius, though. And, you know, like Aquarius is very focused on the bigger picture and they're able to detach to, let's say, like, uh, detach to instant gratitude, the feeling that you get uh, for, like, instant gratitude, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, in a gratitude, yeah. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, more logical than emotional. Yeah. And how do you think, like, that is going to play out? I, you know, I think Aquarius in general, like, stereotyping in a way, are detached to their emotions uh, mm -hmm. for good reason. Uh, at times, but also, you know, that's like the shadow side of Aquarius. Right. I just see AI making more decisions for us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're just kind of like, well, let me ask my, let me ask my, let me ask chat PT, GPT what it, what it thinks about this. Okay, right. we'll do that. We'll see what happens with that. You know, um, right. that's what I see. And, and then we're going to be like, oh, shoot, this is going too far. Oh, it's too late. Like, so much of our business or what have you is integrated with this thing. And mm. I'm scared I'll lose money or I'll scare I would lose everything or, you know, all these Pluto words too. Um, I'll be forgotten. I'll be abandoned. I'll be left behind. I'll, um, yeah. Like I already like personally like see that within myself. Cause like I have this up, you know, natural opposition to Pluto um, in Aquarius with it being in my seventh. But um, yeah, I just like have such like, I'm just like not excited for having to like integrate with AI and um, yeah. deal with all that. But yeah, I definitely see, <laughs> see that at the same time. Like, uh, what are your thoughts, Iris? I agree with you. And also... I'm down for AI if we can utilize it to take down the government. Laissez-faire. <laughs> Laissez-faire. Yeah. Laissez <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Next podcast in 20 years. <laughs> <I'm scared>. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I'm kind of curious to see how, um, like, therapy would, would evolve, too, um, with it being, I don't know what it would look like other than, like, more online stuff. I don't know. Would it be chat P GPT being therapist now? Or, like, how is that going? Or a companion. Yeah. Or a companion. <laughs> like, how is that going to Help us. Yeah, I think that's already a thing, but it's probably gonna really? be like in oh. the more forefront. Hmm. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to say anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to do this again. Um, I learned a lot about my friends, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. I had a lot of fun too. Yeah, I definitely had fun. Thanks for listening. Please continue to listen to this podcast, share it, 
like it. We're glad that you're listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.